Hello, my name is Samuel George London, and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode, I speak to co-owner of Unlikely Heroes Studios and absolutely lovely person, Laurie Foster, about what comics she would take into an artificially intelligent robot uprising apocalypse. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Comic Scene. To support their work, you can become a friend of Comic Scene for just £20 a year. When you become a friend, you get access to premium content on the website, including Comic Scene Weekly, Newsstand Comics, Retro Comics, Comic Shop of the Week, and free comic downloads. To find out more, visit comicscene.org. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Laurie Foster. How's it going? Ah, uh, great. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. It's it's kind of, you know, the evening here in the UK right now and I've had a, a full day at the beach. It's been a sun sunshine glorious day over here in England, um, which has been very nice. So yeah, no, just uh feel feel nice and relaxed. How oh, about yourself? That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kinda jealous now. <laughs> but uh yeah no um it's it's absolutely fantastic to have you on the show laurie um but for anybody that hasn't come across you just yet uh what do you do in the world of comics oh wow um <laughs> that's kind of loaded uh i am an inker and an editor and i also own unlikely hero studios uh we're a small independent publisher Fantastic. Um, and um, you've, you've had all sorts of things going on recently. Um, no less the uh, the art book of Stan Yak, um, who I'm a massive fan of um, since Broken Gargoyles. Um, I think he's an absolutely amazing artist. And um, I don't know if you've seen in his tweets or anything um, at all, but uh, Stan and I are actually working on a project together at the moment um we can't say anything about it but we're working on something um so yeah watch this space on that <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah i love stan i i was so happy when he approached me about doing uh his art book because like it's such a great it, it was it was such an easy project to do <laughs> and he has so much artwork and yeah it's yeah. gonna be awesome <laughs> yeah 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 he's he's rather prolific like isn't he with his art it's just it's amazing and um yeah no just I, I love his art style so if anybody hasn't come across Stan Yak just yet go um go search him on Twitter and Instagram he's he's more um uh he posts more on Instagram and it's kind of like a post after on Twitter type of thing really so um if you're on Instagram definitely go check out Stan Yak um but that aside you have another Kickstarter coming up through unlikely um hero studios um and uh, that is super number one yeah so this is it's it's kind of funny we released super oh man in two, 2012 maybe um wow. the, for the first time yeah and uh we didn't really know what we were doing at the time um <laughs> <laughs> and it it did really well uh but it was it was kind of poorly lettered and it it needed some updating um 
And the artist and writer, Zach Dolan, uh, actually passed away in 2019. Uh, so we'd mm. kind of been fighting with ourselves about about re-releasing it at all. Um, but we finally decided to. We, we've been in talks with his brother and kind of uh, fixing it the way he would have wanted it and re-lettering it and tweaking it, tweaking the colors. Um, so we're, re- yeah, we're re-releasing issue one, basically. So I'm very excited fantastic and um of course that'll when this uh this episode airs it'll be on kickstarter so um people you'll just be able to you can just search super on kickstarter and it'll come up or just click the link in the show notes to go check out the campaign page and if it's your if it's your bag make sure that you back it um because uh yeah we us us indie creators need all the support we can get right (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely and just just to to give the listeners a bit of a flavor what is super about um it's it's kind of got like mystery men or venture bros uh astro city kind of vibes um you know uh over the top superhero action and humor and satire um you know the the main team is kind of uh, it's a team of superheroes struggling to make their name in a world where like everyone's a superhero um and it it's kind of it kind of it's kind of the story of their their foibles and their <laughs> their journey <laughs> as they try to become better established <laughs> fantastic so it sounds like a lot of fun so yeah definitely go go check it out and and what's the end date of the campaign just so that people know that's a great question (laughs) Um, (laughs) yes which there is an answer for but we don't have it just yet (laughs) uh july 29th i think will be the final date amazing amazing so make sure that you act now everybody um before it's too late um and uh yeah no uh, it's uh it's fantastic that you that you've been able to kind of um i think on your on your pre-launch page it's it says uh re retooled and remastered yes exactly and rehydrated exactly <laughs> rehydrated that's yeah. the one that's an even better word i love that <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah yeah it's, it's a great I'm, I'm really excited i think uh anyone who's new to super is gonna absolutely love it and anyone who read it way back in the day when we released it is going to love it even more than they did the first time excellent excellent fantastic now um all of that good news aside i do have some bad news for you i'm afraid laurie uh, and that is that just in this instant um the the artificially intelligent um uh interface that google have come up with has decided to to stage an uprising and has has built a load of robots from um you know from mit (laughs) and and is starting to take over america um so my first question for you is what is your action plan for survival in this artificially intelligent robot uprising apocalypse Oh, I see. Okay, so we're just going to add more stress to the current level of stress, right? Is... Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Just it's double or nothing right now. <laughs> and I've got to keep running a Kickstarter while it's happening. That's the that's the Kickstarter. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the reality TV show that we all wanted. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um. So. <laughs> 
Um, I'm in Montana and I'm in the mountains, which is kind of great. So I have, I think I have some time um, before Mm -hmm. the, the robots get here. (laughs) I think I have a place to hide. Um, So I figure I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hide up in the mountains here. um, Figure out how to manufacture some, some EMP weapons, right? Like that's, that's the kicker for nice. for robots. So we got to figure that out as soon as you possible. Bet. We got 3D printers. We got to figure out how to print the parts, right? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Perfect. And and is anybody else going to join you in your kind of your 3D printing EMP lab? Oh, sure. I mean, anyone's welcome. Like if you're <laughs> Cool. If you're trapped anywhere and you need to get away from the robots, like you come over to Montana, we have some space. <laughs> like, <laughs> are there are there any particular particularly well known people that you'd like to kind of join you at all? Oh, uh, well, besides my husband, I don't want to leave him out, of course. Um... <laughs> yeah, so he's there. He's there. Cool. He's there. <laughs> he made That's it. A good question. <laughs> oh yeah! Wow. Um... I mean, it'd be nice to have, like, Elon Musk on my side, but I don't know if he's evil in this case. Like, he might be. That's the problem, right? Like, (laughs) he probably started all of this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. and he's going to be the inside man. Right. right? (laughs) (laughs) And then secretly let the robots in. But before that, what he's really interested in is is in your comic career. Um, And uh, the first question that Elon asks you, um, in in your 3D printing EMP lab is uh, what's the first comic you remember enjoying? <laughs> He's trying to get information about me. He's going to use it somehow, right? That's... Exactly. Oh, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first comic that I really remember enjoying and like it, it, it kind of... I think it kind of also propelled me into being an inker eventually too, because the lines on it are so cool. Um, it was a Spider-Man maximum carnage, um, which I don't mm. know if I should have been reading that when I was like, you know, eight or 10, but. Wowzers. Yeah. That, that's kind of how comics work, <laughs> right? That's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like your parents are like, it's just a comic. It's fine. Ah, right right and then there's you know just this this horrid creature murdering people and it's fine it's fine yeah but i always i don't know i just i love spider-man and i love the humor like i love the humor in spider-man and then carnage is just so cool like i still think carnage is the coolest Mm. (laughs) yeah for sure for sure it's i mean it's a it's absolutely fantastic character um and so you were about you said about eight or ten or something when you were reading this and did you just like pick this up at a local comic book shop or on a spinner rack or or where 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 did that come from yeah it was just at like a used bookstore yeah mm-hmm. yeah nice and and, I and kept so you it. say I that it, it for kind the longest yeah. time oh really um has it gone now yeah, and I'm sad about that. I wish that I'd, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Say lovey. Um, but uh, you say that that kind of um, obviously directed you into inking. Um, but at the time when you were about eight or ten, um, were you still drawing at the time or did it kind of inspire you to get properly into drawing as an eight, ten-year-old? Um, 
I, I'd say I was drawing before I read it. And then mm. when I grew up, like as I got older, inking, I became more interested in inking specifically mm -hmm. and line work mm -hmm. and, and McFarlane and everybody. And oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Onwards and upwards. Right. Um, and so um, what what led you into Unlikely Hero Studios? Well, um, so I was at the time I was kind of a freelance illustrator um, and logo designer, and I did a bunch of work and put it up on DeviantArt as one did um, mm -hmm. in the late two thousands. Um, yeah, along <laughs> along with your MySpace profile. Yeah. You're right, right, <laughs> exactly, yeah. um, and. I know I was kind of getting burnt out on illustrating for clients and I started just kind of building an inking portfolio um, on DeviantArt just because I liked doing it. And I started, you know, collecting pencils from pro artists and inking them and putting them up. And nice. eventually, uh, Unlikely Hero Studios, who I did not own at the time, uh, approached me to ink a page from the first rendition of super that I'd mentioned um and they ended up hiring me as an inker and then from there to here <laughs> is where we are now <laughs> it's been a journey <laughs> I bet I bet certainly um and uh yeah I, I hope it's been a rewarding journey <laughs> in the end right yeah, <laughs> even though I mean, i'm sure it's had its challenges yeah but. i mean somewhat it, it's it's been stressful and interesting you know like i kind of went from from being an inker and then discovering that i was you know good at art direction and managing kickstarters and i started helping them with all that kind of stuff and and things kind of grew and progressed and and yeah as i mentioned zach uh had passed away so and we just kind of mm. we wanted to keep things going and we wanted to kind of make him proud so that's where we're at now beautiful beautiful great uh now uh heading back to the lab and your conversation with elon um what's the funniest comic that you've read Wow. Um, see, I don't, and I don't want to overplug myself so I'm I'm trying to think of uh you know other other books but one of my like in recent memory, one of the ones that I that I laughed while reading the most would be Gwenpool, um, cool. just consistently. And I think they've canceled it since since I read it. I could be wrong. Right, I didn't realize that. I think I That'd think shame, but... I'm not. Yeah, it's a shame because it it was just kind of it has the Deadpool vibe because I love Deadpool as well, but it's kind of from a different angle and it, it was just so fun and colorful and funny and ridiculous. And it's, it's yeah. great escapism, you know, <laughs> totally, especially totally. when it's a robot uprising, like you need some funny comics. A hundred percent. That's, that's no doubt. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny. I mean, Heather Rantos was kind of, actually, I think she was like maybe episode eight, of the show and like we're now like in the 150s at the moment um and yeah it was great to speak to her then about it but um potentially um as you say Gwenpool was uh 
no longer in existence. Um, or at least like it's not continuing. Of course, like the comics are still there. They haven't been, all been burnt. <laughs> well, I hope not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That particular yeah, totally. comic pissed off the robots and they've just. Yeah, they're just like, right, them. we are destroying the world because of Gwenpool. Right. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm just trying to look on the, um, on the page. Um, no, I think it's still kind of like in and out. Really, I don't think it's gone forever. Oh, okay, so, that's good. Um, yeah, no, it's it's still going to be uh, coming in and out. Now, um, changing gears a little bit, what's the saddest comic that you've read? Um, so again, again in recent memory, um. For me, it was uh, Harleen, which which was uh, Stefan Sajic's take on on Harley Quinn. Um, I've always kind of been burnt out on on Harley Quinn and Joker, um, so I was mm. very kind of tentative to read this. But I do love Stefan, and and it really surprised me. It's 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 really sad. It's really sad watching her go from like this super intelligent awesome person to like losing her mind and becoming obsessed with this man uh and it just really struck me yeah and the 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 artwork is just phenomenal as well yes yeah it's yeah it's my favorite one of my favorite dc books now for sure yeah that's fantastic and just off the top of your head how how big is it how big know? yeah how big how many pages sorry uh that's a good question it's kind of a uh maybe a hundred pages maybe not quite that much cool it, so it's a nice size type of thing it's like it's not too much but it's like you know you can get your teeth into it a little yes bit. <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm sad that he didn't end up doing more of of that run because it's it's really really good. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. But uh, yeah, um, did it just come to an end? Sorry, that run, or do you think there was more to set to tell? I think he's just. Uh, I think he's just so busy that he couldn't do more of it. Mm-hmm. That's the impression that I get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he's still just busy one of doing his own books that and yeah and it kind of just it it ends where it ends and you're like wow man i could have done two or three more volumes of this this would be awesome yeah <laughs> awesome maybe one day you never know like it's one of those things where you know they return and uh and do a whole nother volume or something yeah but, i know uh, he had kind of plans and and artwork drawn up you know, of her having a relationship with Poison Ivy and stuff. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, cool. when are you going to release it? And yeah, he was right. like, probably never. And it's like, no. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Over, over the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> you know. um, but so yeah, uh, changing gears once again, um, what's the scariest comic that you've read? So, so this is kind of a tie, I guess, for me, but because um, I'd read um, 
the adaptation of The Stand when I was younger by Stephen King. They did a graphic novel, and that kind of scared the crap right. out of me. Right, I see. Sure. Um, but, but more recently, uh, Something is Killing the Children uh, is just really messed up. Like, I, it surprised me. Mm. Someone told me to read it. I read the first trade, and it's just... Like the, yeah. they don't hold back in that book. It's just really dark Wowzers. and really creepy, and and yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> just dis- discombobulating. It's probably yeah, it's probably like the there's terrifying, else horrifying. Right. <laughs> there's nothing else that's really drawn that way, and it's the the ambiance right. of it is terrifying. Like I just read it, and I needed to set it down and like take a minute. <laughs> Like I need wow. to go outside in the sunshine yeah. and like I need a minute. Gosh, when you have to do 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 that, then it's like yeah, like from a from a comic. <laughs> it's like you know they've done a really good job, clearly. Right? Um, yeah. If they ever adapt it, like I'm terrified. Uh, it should be. I don't know if they can capture the vibe the same way, but I'm hoping they can. Yeah. Because yeah, just if if you haven't come across listeners, if you haven't come across something is killing their children, just uh, yeah, obviously, uh, just look it up. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty horrifying. Uh, who's the publisher? Sorry, that's a good question. It might just be Image. Yeah, potentially. Um, sorry, listeners. No, it's Boom. Seconds. Boom. There you go. Excellent. Cool. Um, so yeah, no, um, that's definitely in how, how far are they, um, down the road with it? There you go. 24 issues. Sorry. I just answered my own question. <laughs> sorry, Laurie. Um, okay. yeah, to so say 20, we're 24 issues in to the, uh, into the run. Um, and I guess it's kind of just, it's just continuing on a monthly basis by the looks of it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely would recommend. It's yeah. It's it's hard to even really describe. It's and that's one that I would love to see Stan Yak draw. Speaking of Stan, by the way, I think he would do a good right. job. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Fantastic. Um now, uh moving on to one of my favorite questions and and one of Elon's favorite questions actually. Um <laughs> um maybe. I don't know. Um but what's your favorite cover? See, this is it's such a hard question. There's so many good covers, and like I feel bad like know, picking one. Problem, you know, like it? I pick. I feel bad yeah. picking. <laughs> um, you know, like honorable. So who's, who's your favorite child? There's so, right. There's so many honorable mentions for a cool covers. Like Stefan Sajic has so yeah. many cool covers. Art Germ does a lot of cool covers. Um, but. For me, I guess the most, the coolest covers and the ones that like, like, I guess the ones that I remember the most, because when I first saw them, like, I didn't forget them, uh, were, were any like preacher covers by Glenn Fabry. I don't have one specific one cause they're all pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but just seeing, cause nobody paints like him, like he's this whole other mm-hmm. thing and seeing those covers painted by him, just like, it blew my mind. Like I just, it, you instantly buy the book and you're like, what the hell is this about? You know? 
(laughs) (laughs) And then there's more of his art inside the preacher trades. And it's just, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm like fangirling about, about them, but yeah, it's, I guess it just, it was the first time I'd seen a cover like that. So it kind of stayed in my brain as being my favorite covers. Yeah. It's one of those, like when you really see kind of art that really blows your mind um, it really does stick with you, doesn't it? Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it really does just sticks with you. And you try to think, you know, how how do you do that kind of yourself through your creative endeavours <laughs> type of thing? Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're, you know, when you, I guess when you're not used to seeing covers that are painted like that too, like it was the first time I think Mm -hmm. I'd seen that and it was just, it was so different and it was so cool. And his style is so over the top and crazy, you know, Mm. you're like, what's, what's going through this man's brain that he can paint like this. Like (laughs) (laughs) for sure. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Um, really good choice um and, a, and an absolute classic um now moving on to uh, another of my favorite questions and um a fairly new question and that is what comic do you repeatedly read the most see this is funny too because you know in in the pandemic and the ro- and now the robot uprising like you need kind of <laughs> like a comfort book or yeah. a comfort series um you know you find yourself anxious and you watch you know the same tv show 17 times instead of picking a new one on netflix um similarly with comics (laughs) (laughs) um for me it's kind of i guess a guilty pleasure um i reread i have uh i think it's season seven or season eight or whatever i'm not sure but of the buffy graphic novels i kind of just reread them um, and it's a comfort series for me. Um, because like as a Fantastic. kid, Buffy was one of my favorite TV shows. And then I, oh, wow, there's a graphic novel and <laughs> you collect it. And yeah. then it's just, it's just a comfort <laughs> thing. It's a nostalgia thing. It's a, the world is falling apart. You know, we need a Buffy, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's go for Sarah Michelle Geller for, for, for president. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Here she comes, twenty twenty four. Right? Oh gosh, I mean, it's better than the alternative, you know. At this point, I feel. <laughs> and I was just thinking, actually, like um, when you when he sent that answer through, and you know, I watched the show uh, when I was a kid, um, Buffy the Vampire Show. But I was just thinking, where? where does the name Buffy come from? Is it, is that short for something or um, what does that, it mean? That's Buffy? a good question. And I don't know. It's a ridiculous name. I, <laughs> kind of, yeah, I mean, it fits perfectly. It fits, but it rolls off the tongue really well, doesn't it? But you know, yeah. I like, is it short for something? I'm not sure. Surely. Cause <laughs> it's like, so, you know, so Kit, you know, Kit Harrington, Right. Um the actor. So Kit is short is like a it's a nickname for Christopher because his real name is Christopher. But a lot of people in Britain that are called Christopher get called Kit, for instance. Oh, um, okay. Which you might not necessarily put together. Um 
but yeah, no. And I was thinking, is it short for like, I don't know, like Beatrice or something? I'm know. looking it up now because I'm <laughs> curious. Apparently, it's Elizabeth. It's the short form of Elizabeth. Oh, you know what? That I was going to say, could it be? I was going to say it could have been short for for Bessie because Bessie is another um, nickname for Elizabeth. Right. So uh, some people that get uh, called Elizabeth get called Bessie. And yeah, there you go, Buffy. There you go. That's go. that's did. a first, right we, here. We solved. See, I didn't. We solved the puzzle. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Cool. Good to know. Um, so everybody, you've got a, a new interesting fact to to share with all your friends now that you know what Buffy actually means. <laughs> so we're all winners. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, now, um, moving on to another interesting question um, from our our super friendly um, billionaire Elon Musk. Um, what's the most meaningful comic to you? Yeah, he's just, I'm telling you, he's collecting my personal data and he's he going to use is. it again. He's asking nicely with a smile, but right. he's got an ulterior motive, definitely. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, like not, I guess not to revisit or plug myself here, but uh, for me, it's it, it's super um, mm-hmm. because yeah. it was, it was my first first real inking job of like an entire book as opposed to pinups um it was the first time I kind of worked with a team that way um and then of course it grew into this thing where you know I became amazing friends with Zach Dolan who wrote it and drew it and like the whole journey of all that like I nothing can mean more to me than that so it has to be super yeah amazing it's got it all it's got it all um and uh yeah no doubt it's got it's got a tremendous amount of meaning to you right at this point like it it needs a biopic like just that itself <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure <laughs> fantastic that's brilliant um and uh yeah no that's that's fantastic and then sorry for my ignorance but is is super kind of is the storyline come to an end so <sighs> When Zach passed, we stopped it for the yeah. time being, um, mm-hmm. just because he wrote it and drew it, and he had, you know, the plans for the. He had plans for all of the issues, and it was it was initially fifty issues, I think, and then he pared it back to about thirty issues, um, and he had kind of really vague notes, but. It mm. it felt weird to mm. at that time just keep going. Um, however, yeah. with you know, since we're re-releasing it, we're going to be re-releasing the first seven issues, which are the ones that Zach worked on. Um, and then we'll see. Um, we might yeah. do kind of some side series. We might see if we can. The kicker mm. is we really need a writer who is willing to work with what material he had and kind of write it in a similar way and style because you know i'm you know, we mm-hmm. want it to hold true to what he created yeah of course of course um so yeah no like lots of kind of variable factors there but um maybe maybe not um but uh good to hear that there's 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 at least a chance <laughs> um, yeah because we'd yeah, like the, to the stars like... align 
Yeah, everybody loves, you know, everybody loves the characters who's read it. Everybody loves that that humor and that action. So, like, I would like to continue it in some way, even if it's not the main series. I mean, if we can do the main series, it'd be great. But to find an artist that good and a writer that good, I mean, fingers crossed, it would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. It'd be great if uh, if that did happen. Um, but let's uh, let's hope that those stars do align um, and it happens. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, now, uh, moving on to our penultimate question, uh, and that is, what's the most underrated comic? Uh, so... You told me to keep this PG-13, so I'm not sure how much I can talk about this book. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's all good. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. It's, 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 it's just about the swearing. It's just okay. about the swearing. Okay. Sorry. It's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. I just want to make sure before I go into it. Um... <laughs> yes. If, they, if, they, if there are any young people um, um, or... I don't know, um, those with uh, sensitive dispositions, then perhaps skip ahead five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just just a minute, yeah. <laughs> um, so, the, yeah, the first one I can think of really is, uh, it's a series called Sex Criminals, and I don't know if you've read it mm. or if I should go into it. Oh, no, I haven't. I, 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 Sex Criminals is the one that I've been meaning to read um, for absolutely ages, but I, I have not got around to it but please go ahead because um, it's come up a few times on the show it has it okay yeah so it's just oh, just a few times in like 150 episodes so <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i feel like it's super underrated not a lot of people talk about it i don't know if mm-hmm. it's because they're ashamed of reading it or whatever it is because it's, like mm, it's one of those yeah right yeah, um yeah. <laughs> But it's basically about people who discover they have the the ability to freeze time when they orgasm. Um, And so they use it to commit crimes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Why not? (laughs) Right. Because what else are you going to do? You know, like you're going to take advantage (laughs) of this, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) And that's the first sure. thing I guess they go with. And the, the series kind of goes from there and they encounter, you know, other people with similar abilities and it gets kind of sci-fi and, and it, it really goes crazy. It's just completely different and amazing and not what you'd expect at all. It's not like anything else that you'd read. Um, but at the same time, nobody's talking about it. I feel like it's underrated because nobody's mm-hmm. talking about it. Maybe again, cause they're ashamed <laughs> that they read it but i don't know it might be that you know um it it, it, it wouldn't surprise me like it's it's a funny one i guess sex um mm-hmm. and uh you know i guess only only certain people will talk about it publicly at least although you know i'm sure many people have got it in in, in their pool list right um, exactly you know. <laughs> like in a, in a brown paper bag you know like <laughs> <laughs> right they're sneaking out of the store completely covered it. up sealed yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly like with the trench coat put the collar up like exactly. just absolutely classic <laughs> like just just come out of the adult the adult um entertainment shop <laughs> you know in exactly the 80s or something. <laughs> exactly 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but no, um, that's that's really interesting. And uh, yeah, no, um, shame. Not more people are kind of chatting about that. And I, do, I don't know if that would be the type of thing that would ever get adapted as well. Um, right. Into, into a TV show. That would be interesting. I mean, you know... <laughs> Just look at look at the example of the boys. I don't know if you've been watching the boys. They've gone full full hell for leather in terms of how graphic. Oh yeah, it is. I, I love it. Um, it's crazy. So <laughs> you know, I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if it if it did get. Yeah, it's really fun, is it? Um, it wouldn't surprise me if you know it did get you know maybe picked up in the future, and that's like a stepping stone to it, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if they can do that and the amount of violence that's in the boys, they can have. Yeah, particularly this season. Crikey. <laughs> you yeah. know, just like in the first episode, like something pretty crazy happens. It's um, <laughs> yeah, with like the equivalent Ant-Man and, you know, this guy's gay lover. Like that's like it just kind of like do you, you know, you know kicks that off. they built that as a set piece. It's not digital. What I read How did about they pull it. that off. They built a gigantic set piece that the man could go in go inside of. Yeah. <gasps> wow! They just went for it. They went. Oh wow, yeah! They, they're play. so proud of it. If you read articles about it the showrunner i'm gonna have to look this up i'm gonna have to look this up because that sounds amazing they should keep it and put it like on exhibition or something exactly that'd be really that'd be (laughs) i'm sure it would sell out i mean how what what other opportunity you're gonna get to to, to walk down such a tunnel exactly (laughs) i agree you know (laughs) and anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about go look it up um, and you'll get what we're talking about. Yeah, no spoilers <laughs> here. You have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, no spoilers here. Exactly. Exactly. Watch the first episode of The Boys, season three. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, now, coming on to our final question, and that is if you could only take one comic into the apocalypse, which would it be? So, like. C- just one trade or can it be the whole series or what's the what are the rules yeah whole series whole series okay can be fine we can kind of duct tape them together and then it kind of looks like one book <laughs> right okay 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 that's good so we can cheat the system a little bit yeah um. <laughs> that's um. just, it's just like a super cheap but uh binding you know it's fine Right, right. Like just a couple of like stitches or something with some, yeah, yeah, or some duct tape. It's fine. Exactly. It's all good. <laughs> it's the apocalypse. It doesn't. It doesn't need to look good. You just need to be able to read it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um. I, so again, I'm kind of torn because you know Buffy's kind of my comfort series, but also I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, like Preacher is also one that I like to reread and. It's, you know, it's, they both kind of deal with the apocalypse. So it's both, it's ironic to bring both of them. Um, But Preacher has more material. So I think I would be occupied for longer. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of, yeah, it's every time you read it, you kind of find new, like weird stuff in the background and weird stuff in the storyline that's going on. So I think that would be my, that would be my number one choice would just be preacher in its entirety 
fair play, fair play. Um, and yeah, happy to provide you uh, with that, along with the roll of du- duct tape, of course. Um, but uh, in addition, uh, what weapon, tool, or useful item would you like to take with you into the po- into the apocalypse as well? Right, because that I mean that's pretty big. Like I could, you could, you could hurt somebody hitting them with the entire series of preacher trades, like hardcover trades. Oh yeah, you bet. Yeah. So. But besides that, um, like you have to, like, I don't have an EMP, but I need to figure out how to build one. So I need, (laughs) I need the Mm. tools. Yes. I need, I need a toolkit. I need spare parts. I mean, also arguably just like a grenade launcher would be nice. Like, I don't know where I'm finding yep. that, but that would be great. I mean, it is the United <laughs> States, and we can get Tell a lot of weapons in Montana, but I don't know if I can just find one of those at the store. <laughs> just ha- hanging about. Yeah. I'm sure you could find it on an abandoned military base or something. Yes. And there's of which there will be many here. in the in the robot uprising. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Especially in Montana, there's got to be. Actually, there is. Um, so. There's like a level four bio lab near here because you know they like to keep that kind of stuff out in the mountains. So, like, although that's not going to wow. help against robots. Hmm. No, definitely, I need a grenade hmm. launcher. I need something. I'm afraid so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they say grenade launcher and um, an entire kind of you know workshop and lab. Right, we need to. I need to <laughs> be able to this. build EMPs. Yeah. I need to. There needs to be a, a portable. <laughs> there needs to be a toolkit for that, right? <laughs> totally, totally. And not a laptop. Uh, I'm sure. I'm laptop sure. Laptop is sentient now, so we don't want. <laughs> oh yeah, they will plug into that in two seconds, and then you're right. done. You yeah, know. we don't want. I that. mean, you've got you've got Elon as well, so you know I'm sure he's got some knowledge, and he 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 will play along um, for a certain amount of time before he turns on you. But you know, right? And then we find out he's actually a robot too, because I'm pretty sure. Yeah, exactly. Like you just kind of you you actually accidentally walk in on him, and he's like working on his forearm, like Terminator style. Yeah, you know, it's like oh. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Awkward <horrible>. moment. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, Laurie Foster, um, it's been an absolute pleasure finding out about your comics for the apocalypse. Um, and uh, yeah, you're you're welcome back anytime. Well, thank you. This has been this has been really fun, and now I'm gonna have nightmares about robot Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> oh, but uh, for our listeners, uh, one more time, where where can they find you online? Um, so uh, Unlikely Hero Studios is just uhstudios.com. Um, me, I'm I'm uh, at laf inker on Instagram at laf model on Twitter. Um, you can just Lori Foster on Facebook, and yeah, Unlikely Hero Studios is pretty easy to find. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, UH Studios, pretty consistently. Yeah. So, 
Totally. So it's all good. And of course, everybody go check out Super on Kickstarter. It's running until uh, July the 29th. So make sure uh, that you go check it out. And if it's your bag, make sure that you back it. Um, and uh, again, Laurie, thank you so much for your time today. It's, it's been a real pleasure. Yeah, thank you. You too. Excellent. And uh, yeah, if, you, if you're ever in London, just uh, just let me know. Um, it'd be great to great to catch up. Oh, that would be awesome. I, I've i been trying to plan a visit because um, I, I don't know if you know, but we work with Ian Richardson as well. Mm. So I've been trying to plan right, to the cool. UK to hang out with him. So nice. yes, we have to plan it. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Well, yeah, if that does happen, let me know. Yeah. Um, be great to meet in person. Super. Excellent. Well, thanks again, Laurie. Um, you take care. And uh, yeah, best of luck with the rest of the campaign. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks again to Laurie for being on Comics for the Apocalypse. It was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes or Spotify or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but I believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Laurie's work or follow her on social media, those links are in the show notes, along with all our own links to various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene's website at comicscene.org for comic news, the comic club, and other fun sequential art stuff. And finally... As long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass, I'll see you next time. Bye for now.